This is a HeadGum Podcast. London, we're coming to you very soon to do some live shows. September 16th and 17th, 2022 at King's Place as part of the London Podcast Festival. I'll be there as well. I know that's uh, potentially a big draw for some people. Yeah, I mean, some people are there for you, some people are there for me. Most people are there for the friendship we share, Tom. <laughs> that, that, hey, ain't that the truth? Uh, tickets are on sale now, tcgte.com slash live, but wait, not in London. If you're around London, um, you should travel and come to this show. If you're not around London, guess mm. what? You can uh, you can watch this online. You can watch Saturday Night Show, um, September 17th, streaming online. A- anywhere in the world. Yeah. You can get tickets for that as well. Oh, and you can get that for seven days after, I think. So like, yes. you buy it and then watch it all over day, every day for a and over. Week. Take advantage of the weak British pound right now. Please come. It'll be a lot of fun. September 16th, September 17th, London, England, tcgte.com slash live. Hey, we'll see you there. Hey, we'll see you at the show. Hello and welcome to The Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I am one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? My back hurts. I uh, carried your back a hurts. heavy backpack all the way over Well, uh, don't give it away, but uh, maybe subscribers to our Patreon will find out why you brought such a heavy backpack over here. It's full of gold, gold doubloons yeah. that we're packaging up and sending to our patrons. Yep, that, that uh, old pirate treasure map that Tim found. Well, turns out the naysayers were wrong. It uh, did, in fact, lead Tim to a treasure full of gold doubloons that will be given to fans that didn't doubt us. Exactly. That's why you should never doubt us. Never doubt anybody that you give money to on the internet. Yeah. And uh, I, my back's also killing me because I got a, I brought a backpack full of coal to send to all the uh, people that doubted us. Yes, the non-believers will be getting coal. Yeah. So much coal, they won't know what to do with it. (laughs) Uh, Heat their homes, I guess, maybe. Winter's coming. Mm. Coal prices going through the roof, probably. I don't think people are like hungry for coal, though. Well, you can't eat coal, no. No, no, I, I don't think they're... Look, look, I, look, I want to go on the record to all the people we're sending this coal to. You can't eat it. Don't eat it. And then come hey. crying back to us. Oh, I ate that coal you sent me. And now my tummy hurts. They doubted us, Tom. Eat the coal. Who cares? <laughs> Do whatever you want. See what happens. I think you're a big man. Yeah. Think you're tough enough to eat coal? Yeah. Prove it. Eat coal. <laughs> Uh, Tim, this week we're talking about, uh, 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 a format. Yeah. Wow. This is exciting. <laughs> the exciting news. We're talking about I a format. I was trying to think, like, what, what would be the most, uh, interesting way to... And you to, nailed it. Hey, Tom, 10 to, out of 10. To present this potentially boring Stuck topic. Stuck the landing. Yeah. We're talking about a, uh... Uh, uh, <laughs> format. Well, thank you for appreciating. I was practicing that in front of a mirror. The delivery all day today. really sold it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it keeps people in this in suspense. Tim, uh, we're talking about VHS, video head system. Hey, aren't you nostalgic for the old times? Yeah. What well, does VHS stand for? 
stands for video home system. Oh, that's Which like, kind of doesn't make sense. Video home? You mean home video system, guys? Yeah, the HVS doesn't. Yeah, hey, uh, tell those scientists yeah, back to the lab. Wait, what? <laughs> tell those scientists back to the lab. Come up with another name. Other than VHS. Video home system? Mm, I mean, it makes sense. The words are there. They might be jumbled, yeah, but that's the part of the water. fun of it. But I guess also people just uh, call it VHS. Nobody is ever like, do you have any video home system tapes here? I'm sure probably like in the late 70s, some real nerds were doing that, but not by the time uh, we were in the VHS game as children. Tom, mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of people uh, that were born within the last decade listening so yeah. <laughs> can you describe what VHS is? VHS, Tim, is the prevailing video cassette format uh, that uh, that pe- people watched, bought, bought, rented, uh, sometimes even made home movies on, recorded TV shows on. VHS was the standard, you see. Now, there was a competing format you may have heard of called Betamax. We're not here talking about Betamax. Well, we're going to talk about Betamax a little bit. Tom, Tom it's, it's called it's VHS. Their competitive. Have a little respect. Look, when we talk about Betamax, we're going to shit all over it. Okay. We're not going to hold any punches. We hate Betamax. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, <laughs> it, I don't hate It's it. a decent format. It's just, we'll get into it. I don't want to get into because I actually, I did a decent amount of, that's why we're kind of jumping into the topic right away, Tim, because I kind of did a, a decent amount of research on this. And I've got some some common wisdom about all this stuff that you may have grown up hearing about that uh, I'm here to debunk. Wow. The debunker has put on his debunking <laughs> hat and debunking cape. Yeah. And he's here to debunk. And after I debunk something, I'll have like a catchphrase, I guess. Debunked. That's a good catch. That's a good catchphrase <laughs> for the debunker. Um, Tom, can mm-hmm. I, uh, again, just for the um, the people born uh, in the last decade or so, mm-hmm. do you know what um, the lifespan of VHS, um, like that where it was kind of the prevailing format or yeah. a format that I guess was available in any way, according to wikipedia.com? Uh, I believe it was around 1977 that it, that it like became available for consumers. Right. And I know the last commercially available VHS that wasn't like some kind of like cheeky throwback thing was in 2016, I think. Okay. They have it as 70, 1976 to 2007. Yeah. Which. Oh no, I'm sorry. 2016 is when, uh, they stopped making VCRs. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd like a VCR. I have a VCR. Um, <laughs> wow, that, that was some quick wish fulfillment. <laughs> that, that, hey, Tom, <laughs> that's why you gotta believe in me. Um, that the life, like VHS, uh-huh. which we grew up on, we love it, we're so nostalgic for it. It existed for less than our lifetime. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. What do you mean? What, what do you? How do you? How long do you want it to have lasted? I just say I feel like for a lot of my life, mm-hmm. I you know when something comes out before yeah. you're born, uh-huh. you just assume it's been around. For, <laughs> yeah, it's just for, always been forever, there. right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and it's always going to be around in the future. Yeah, and guess what? 
Everything in this life is fleeting. Yeah. Well, it is also, uh, I don't know, format wars used to be a much bigger thing. And like formats, I feel like in the 80s and 90s, there were always like new formats coming out and consumers were always confused about, A, is this new format worth like upgrading to? Is it going to make a big enough difference in my life? Mm Mm-hmm. But also, is this format going to stick around or is it going to be an also-ran? Right. And we hate also-rans. We don't like, we like winners. We like betting on winning horses here. Yeah. And VHS, that's a winning horse. Uh, Tim, let me tell you about, a little about, uh, oh, let me, uh, first off. These episodes where you do a lot of research, (laughs) you always get so excited. You start interrupting yourself. (laughs) Just take a breath. Take a minute. You can do this. And I have all the notes in order. I know. So just just take your time. Let me first start by formally, formally? Uh, Okay, it's nerves. It's nerves. It's okay. Formally thanking. Ellington Lassiter, who suggested this topic on our Patreon. And a very cool name. It's such a cool name, in fact, that I was looking at it. I was like, is this the guy who invented VHS? <laughs> I mean, good like, thing. Is that, is that why I have this name written down first? Like, Ellington Lassiter. Oh, the, of course, the inventor of the VCR. Uh, no, but he, he, hey, in my book, next best thing. Because he suggested that we do, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Also, like every time we've done this, other people have suggested it uh, yeah. millions of times. But hey, Ellington, he had uh, that certain something on his suggestion. That Jeanneke. What is it? Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. I took Spanish in high school. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So say it in Spanish then. Yeah, you know. Uh, Tim, the first VTR. What the hell are you talking about? Videotape recorder. Okay. Not video cassette recorder, videotape recorder, because it wasn't in a cassette. It was real to real type uh, nonsense. Okay. 1956, the Ampex VRX 1000. Is this how the whole thing is going to go? You just naming like brand names and well, stuff. Well, I'm <laughs> Tim. You know I'm a brand loyal to Ampex. <laughs> You're an Ampex man I've got through an, and through. I've got an Ampex TV, Ampex dishwasher, washer dryer. Uh, my phone's an Ampex, of course. You're wearing a hat with the Ampex logo yeah. on it. Uh, but I kind of miss. I mean, I guess there are some companies that do it that do this still. But when things were named things like VRX one thousand, yeah, that's cool as hell. That sounds like such a cool thing. Oh, yeah. what what uh, phone did you get? Oh, I just got the VRX one thousand. Yeah, no, I got the iPhone eleven. <laughs> yeah, boring Ampex VRX one thousand. Yeah, it could kill you if you don't read the manual right. <laughs> um, this VTR was uh, $50,000 in 1956. Which is apparently uh, $28.6 billion. Uh, it is equivalent to about a half a million dollars today. Okay. And the tapes cost $300 in 1956 dollars. Uh, equivalent to about three grand today. Is this why and they were are, like, uh, oh, they didn't save all the tapes of... Uh, like Johnny Carson. Yeah, it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, they did, not show it's a not tape worth. cost three grand, yeah. and the machine cost half a million dollars. Oh. NBC had one of them. you think $100 is a grand, Tom? 
What? No, I'm saying in uh, the equivalent of 2021. Okay, okay, I see, I see. Uh, and that's just for a 90 minute reel of tape. In tw- you're talking 2021. No, th- this is a 90 minute reel of tape. No matter what time okay, you're in. Right. Um, it was intended as I'm sure you could uh, imagine only for the professional market. Right. So that was like kicking around. Like you said, Desi Lou probably the, bought yeah, a lot probably of the early. I'm sure they tried to sell them to Desi Lou, mm. uh, other, uh, production companies of that era. But, uh, and I don't know, I couldn't find too much information about it. I'm not sure like how good it actually was. Um, and especially because I guess back then they were shooting things either live, uh, you know, and it just went on the air mm-hmm. or they were sh- filming things, pointing a camera at a screen that was right. playing the projection and broadcasting that. So I don't really even know what they use these for. I, I The reason I said Desilu, Tom, is because I think... I Love Lucy was the first show oh, to, to figure out that they should be <laughs> somehow recording them to to tape, yeah. not just filming a, a screen um, that was broadcasting live. We should uh, figure that out one day. We should figure out a way to save these things instead of just putting them out, putting them out live. These podcasts? Yeah. Yeah. I actually do think about that all the time because like, I don't know about you, but I... Uh, you know, throw away all the master tracks for this. Tom, you make the same joke. What? Every time. <laughs> we talk about old TV? No, no. Every time I talk to you and because like I I always have this thing where I fill up my computer with all the raw files of uh-huh. this until I get that like you have no disk space left. Right. And you're sitting there thinking, hey, computer, the files on this computer are worth more than you'll ever be. Exactly. So figure it out. <laughs> right. I'm going to come back here tomorrow, and you better have this figured out. <laughs> no, so I always pick you. W- I can't wait until we can talk to computers like that. <laughs> I mean, you could do it right now, Tom. I'm just like scolding stre- your stress computers out. <laughs> um, yeah, AI. Like People don't think they're like, oh, AI is going to like uh, take over. It's like... No, you just be a jerk to it all the time. Just yeah. be alpha. Yeah, and and that surely will convince the AI not to kill us all once yeah. it becomes sentient. So I always ask you, like, oh, man, I have, like, months of uh, episodes mm-hmm. here. Uh, should I just delete those? Put them in the vault. Should I save these for any reason? And I've asked you this numerous times. I don't know why I ask every time because you always have the same answer. Uh, I don't think we're going to ever release remastered versions of these episodes. So, uh, yeah, I think so. Well, maybe we should be releasing remastered episodes. You said it one time in front of Marika um, and then looked at her like, can you believe this asshole? And she was on my side. But I think it was more like, look, Tim, I can't tell you I'm... Don't talk to me like I'm your computer. You figure it out. Right. If you want to save these things, save them somewhere. I thought maybe you would be like, oh, you know what? I bought a backup for the files on my side. I think yeah. we should save these. We might want to I think th- I... release remastered <laughs> versions at some point. I think I did do that at one point. And then I uh, like forgot to do it one week and then just never did again. Yeah, That doesn't sound like <laughs> one of us. <laughs> I mean, I think about all the time now that we have so many damn episodes. So we'll get back to the VCR talk in a second. Yeah, people here. are freaking out. Um, I think about all the time that 
we're going to have like the perfect sample set for creating an AI version of this show. Because we're going to have so much training data, not only of the sounds of our voices, but we only say like, I don't know, five or six different things. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have the same eight stories that we've been telling for 14 years. God, maybe the show will get a lot better with AI. Yeah. Maybe it'll take it in new directions. <laughs> if, if you're ever listening to the show one week and it gets much, much better and we have like both of us have new stories to tell and new experiences to talk about. We, uh, that's a computer. A computer yeah. made those episodes. We're on an island somewhere reaping the benefits. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we're on an island somewhere, and then we both look at our phones and realize uh, they've been turned off by the AI, and we're stranded on the island. Yeah. And it's assumed our lives just taken over. Moved into our homes. Moved into our homes, wheeled themselves in. I'm, I'm imagining like a computer on... Uh, like one of those carts when they would bring the TV and VCR into school, like mm-hmm, into the, into classroom. the classroom. Yeah, you would see that in the classroom when you came in. You're like, oh yeah, awesome. You know what sucked We're about our school? What? That we only have one laser disc player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was part of it. But no, um, the fact that uh, we didn't have an AV club, and I know that's yeah. like, oh, only nerds do that. But like. I don't know. I would have joined that. I would have yeah, like, known how, this, I done yeah, that. how the VCR works and stuff. Yeah. Um, I did you ever uh, like take a part of VCR? No. I've taken. Uh, we'll talk about this later. Tommy. I got to get some of the stats out okay, of the way. I got to get right. some of yeah, the. Yeah, te- that's what people are. The tech specs. All right. So VHS 1971 is when uh, uh, these two JVC engineers, Yuma Shirashi, I'm going to say. Okay. And you know what? If you're not going (laughs) to, if you're not even going to try to pronounce it. Oh, Tanaka. Okay. No, Takana. Sorry. Uh, Put together a team. Letters about that one. A team to develop a consumer based VTR. Tim, I would like to read to you the VHS development matrix. God, Tom. This is their this was their North Star. This was what they were, they were like, this is what the thing we're making has to be. The, the it has to satisfy these uh tenants. You and your matrices, Tom. The system must be compatible with any ordinary television set. Okay. <laughs> That's not what's funny about that, Tom. Well, That's it's good. funny, but also it's just thinking back to the way things were. I'm sure there were other companies that were like, yeah, and then we'll make a TV that only works with our VCR. Yeah, exactly. And they'll have to buy that, and then we'll make, you know, an, another thousand dollars off vertical them. integration. Um, because that was like back. You know, nowadays we talk about like things not being compatible. Right. But like, honestly, the biggest problem now is just like iPhones aren't USB-C. <laughs> like, right. That's that's the only. Well, headache. everything that you're talking about here about like format wars. Yeah. And everything, it's, it's all because like only two companies make anything anymore. Yeah, and it's much better for for, yeah, consumers, for consumers and for everybody. Yeah. No, but I mean, like every that's partially true. Um. But also, it's like it, it, smaller companies 
have realized, okay, we've got to go, we, you know, we're, we're a tiny company. We're not going to invent like a new phone operating system. And all of a sudden everybody is going to jump over and start using our phones. Okay. Like we, it's got to work with the stuff people already got. Cause that's, especially nowadays, it's just, everybody has so much shit. I mean, y- you assume that everybody has <laughs> as many gadgets as you. Well, have. I'm just saying even a normal person, it's like I I want to make sure like my phone works with my car. I want to make sure it it works with like the TV I've got. That, my phone works with my TV. Yeah, maybe not that one, I'm but like <laughs> I don't know the the, the that, was, that was one of two examples. And also, my phone doesn't work with my car either. It doesn't. No, what you do you can't mean? Connect it via Bluetooth to your car. Oh yeah, but I hate it because whenever I get a phone call, it automatically answers it and puts it through my stereo system. Oh really? Yeah. Why does it auto answer? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. That that sounds like a setting or something. Probably, but uh, I'm not going to spend the two minutes to troubleshoot it. I've got a problem on on my car with uh, if I try and do the volume down on the steering wheel, Uh it pushes in and then that it, it like invokes the you know, decade plus old voice assistant Uh, that doesn't understand shit you tell it to. Uh, So that's my car problem. We all got our crosses to bear. (sighs) All right, the next tenant. Picture quality must be similar to a normal air broadcast. Normal air broadcast from back in the day. Looks like yeah. shit. Yeah. You ever see these? Uh, I, I'm thinking about like some of the first TVs. It was like mm. a little orb where like it's just <laughs> yeah. a cloudy, like bluish picture. It's like uh, looking into a crystal ball or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were like circular TVs in the 50s. Yeah. Not all of them, but a lot of them were. Because yeah. I guess they were like, eh, people only want to see the middle of the picture. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't have, I, w- I probably wouldn't have gotten into TV if it was about, because it would have been yeah. too much effort. Yeah, I mean, it is straining my eyes. It is wild to think about. Like, uh, like I remember as a kid, our living room TV was a 17 inch TV, and that was like a big TV. What an idiot! <laughs> I know. <laughs> what a dumb family. <laughs> but now I think about like sitting on a couch and watching a 17 inch screen, like you know, 10 feet away from me. I wouldn't be able to tell what the hell's going on, yeah, especially well, if, uh, you know, the, the air quality back then, the not air quality, the air <laughs> quality was better. The uh, over the air quality. Right, Tom, I got to tell you something. What? How big is your TV now? I think it's 55 inches. And how far away is your couch from your TV? It's about a foot or two. Yeah. Uh, Tom, it's terrifying. I feel like uh, if you watch Jurassic Park, uh, I'd be afraid of uh, I'm gonna get uh, well, I'm gonna be T Rex meat. That's why I don't watch Jurassic Park, Tim. Uh, I saw some stupid thing online today about uh, like uh, that that uh, Jurassic Park, like the new Jurassic Park director. That I guess he had some like oh, I want to make an R rated Jurassic Park. Why? Yeah, just so to make it, can say gorier, it? Yeah. so you can see people fuck, so you can see dinosaurs <laughs> fuck. You can you can have animals do that in a PG yeah. thirteen. If that's what's holding you back, yeah. you got to talk to the MPAA. They'll allow that. Yeah. Tell them it's scientific stuff. Um, the quality number three: the tape must have at least a two-hour recording capability. Wow, that's uh, okay. Now see. This was actually what killed Betamax, because Betamax tapes were only an hour. 
Hmm. So you can't put a movie on a Betamax. Put a short movie on it. Sure, you can put a, like <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Dwarves on it. Yeah. Um, Tom, it's a great picture. They they later because ever because I know the thing we always grew up hearing was like, oh, you, did you know uh, Beta was actually better quality than VHS? Yeah, that's what but I it heard. Lost out. Um, not really because it was better quality when you were only recording for an hour, but they had to come up with like tape formats later where they could fit more time onto the same you tape. You degrade the quality, you take down the quality. Yeah, you have to slow the tape uh, so the quality's not as good. So it was actually like, you know, if you bought a movie on beta and VHS, the quality was like pretty comparable, I think. Well, you know, history is written by the winners. So, uh, Tom... Congratulations. You bought the I'm propaganda the from the winner. I'm the winner, and I get to write the history. Number four, Wait, hold on. what? You, you know what I always hated about VHS tapes? What's that? They never came, when you had to buy a blank one, mm-hmm. they never came clean on to how, as to how long it was. It's like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah. if you wanted it oh, this it quality. Go up to eight yeah. hours. It's like, I don't know how to change that on my VCR. Yeah. Like, when I put it in the default VCR. Well, Tim, when I talk about repairing BCRs later, I, okay, I, sorry. I've got okay, some yeah, stuff yeah. there to I'm talk not, about. You know what? I'm, I'm going to step back. <laughs> uh, tenant number four, tapes must be interchangeable between machines. Huh. Which also, I don't know if that means- It's all just about standardization, I yeah. guess. Huh? And I don't, I mean, I guess that means like, yeah, we're creating a standard, but I also take it to mean- were they like, maybe we should just sell machines with a tape built into them. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be interchangeable. If they want a different tape, they have to go buy a new machine with a tape inside yeah. it. Number five, the overall system should be versatile, meaning it can be scaled and expanded, such as connecting a video camera or dub between two recorders. I zoned out and didn't listen to that one. I'm going to assume it's not that important. It, it should basically just like, uh, it shouldn't be like a closed system. Like you should be able to plug other things into it to record from, not just uh, TV signals. Okay. Recorders should be affordable, easy to operate and have low maintenance costs. Makes sense. The, you know, again, they're trying to make a consumer product, any consumer product that you want it to be affordable, easy to operate and low maintenance costs. And the final tenet, recorders must be capable of being produced in high volume, their parts must be interchangeable, and they must be easy to service. Okay. Which is not something you hear about literally anything any company makes anymore. Right. They want it to all be, oh, it's screwed up, buy a new one. Yeah. But the, but the, I will say the difference here is when you look inside, and again, uh, we'll get later to look inside a new adjustment. Stop jumping the gun. Yeah. But uh, it, get to the part it's where you crazy take a part of inside of VCR. There's a lot of shit going on inside okay. there. Um, this project was Tom, shelved. Is this going to be you describing a YouTube video at length? <laughs> no, <laughs> this project was shelved the next year by All right, you know so the higher 1972. Up bozos. It was yeah. shelved. But guess what? They continued it in secret. They were Mr. Like, Takana. Yeah, Mr. Takana and Mr. Shira- Shirashi, Shirashi, I think. Um, they were like, oh, yeah, you got it, boss. Yeah, we'll shelve that problem, that uh, project. And then they winked mm-hmm. at each other and they built a prototype. <laughs> oh, my God. In 1973. 
Uh, and JVC released the first VHS machines in Japan in late 76 and the U.S. in mid-77. Wow, did just you, when Star Wars was coming out. Did you know that they were that old? I didn't know that they had been around that long. Yeah, I mean, I just assumed. Because, like, I remember when my family got a VCR, and that was I wasn't alive in the 70s. We were uh, early adopters mm. in my house. So I you feel like don't we always remember? had one. Yeah. I mean, it's like honestly one of my earliest memories. Yeah, I was born in 82, Tom. Mm-hmm. 1982. You were born you were born in the 60s, I thought. <laughs> no, I believe I I haven't done my full research, but I believe my family you got, got that shaggy look of a man that was born in the 1960s. <laughs> I know, I've got to get a haircut. Uh the I'm pretty sure my family got a VCR. It was either 1985 or 1986. Okay. Um, I don't have any memories from those years. <laughs> I don't have any memory before I was like 16. The only memories I have from 1985 are are that. I remember the layout of the apartment my family lived in. And I remember uh, coming into my parents' bedroom and saying, I don't feel good and throwing up Kool-Aid and pepperoni all over their bed. <laughs> Shouldn't have had all that Kool-Aid and pepperoni. All I remember is the pepperoni. I must have swallowed them whole because they came out whole. It was very disgusting. <laughs> now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That's how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way, Tim? I don't know, Tom. Why not? Uh, because I, I think we don't think about it. But you got to think about it. You've only got one brain. You got to treat it right. And there are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. That's my favorite. But there's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Tim, I've used BetterHelp. Uh, I've... I've done traditional therapy like in an office mm-hmm. i've used better help and uh let me tell you better help's great it's uh it's incredibly similar to what you would get going to an office but a lot easier uh right to, to actually find because that's one of the hardest things right to like find a therapist better help makes it very easy glad to hear it tell uh, me more tom BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat-only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, which uh, is a big thing, uh, I think, for, for a lot of people. It, it helps if you're not having to, to say, you know, uh, like personal things face-to-face. Agreed. If you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And he can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, which is very quick because sometimes, you know, you might find a good therapist somewhere and uh, it turns out they're not accepting new patients or something like that. It just like seems that. like a whole hullabaloo. And you don't really know how much it's going to cost sometimes before you yeah. go in. Better help. They, they, they take care of a lot of that stuff. If, if you've tried therapy before, you should try it out. If you've never tried therapy, but you've been curious, you should try it out. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash complete guide. That's better, dot com slash complete guide. So as I was saying, Tim, uh, 
I remember getting the VCR, I believe it was for Christmas. I, well, it wasn't mine, but it was like my parents. But my gift. Yeah, what are they using to watch? My gift. Tim, that's another misconception that porn was what like drove VHS adoption. It certainly helped. But there was this idea that like, oh, that that's what actually like really, uh, you know, boomed it. And it's like, eh, yeah, some of it, but not all of it. <laughs> okay. So it became, what you're saying is that it essentially was true. Uh, no, because there are some people that are like, you know, porn is the only thing that uh, the only reason VHS is uh, got so popular. <laughs> These people that They're are people, this you stuff. don't know them. They were yeah. they used to hang out at the video store near the uh, curtain, yeah. the beaded curtain, the beaded curtain. Um, I remember when I was a kid. Like, you know, the family got a VCR, huge deal. My brother wasn't born yet, so it was just me. Uh, and they were like, and guess what? And I think they were like, look at this. And I was, I don't know, five years old. And I was like, who gives a flying shit? I don't know what that is. Right. Um, but they were like, we got you a tape of He-Man. Oh, wow. I was like, what? And But I, I don't, I think I was like, oh, the, the to play with i don't know what a tape is and they explain like it's a episode of he-man you can watch anytime but i mean the thing was i couldn't really watch it anytime because my parents certainly didn't want to watch the same episode of he-man all the <laughs> was time was it one episode no here's the fucked up thing about this all and right. again i'm Calm sorry down. for cursing yeah. but I, it still gets me so upset tim put the v put put the tape in the vcr it was all still images of He-Man. It wasn't <laughs> animated. Now, was this a limitation of VHS at the time? That's like what it seemed like. That it was like, like, did they not know that they could put whatever they wanted on that tape? Yeah, I don't know. And I think, I think my parents had to kind of because I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and they, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> 36 years later you're still so upset about this yeah if i ever meet the bozo that was out there selling these tapes i owe him a, a punch in the nose yeah and i think the tape like even in ni- in 1985 dollars was like 50 dollars yeah it was you know unbelievably expensive we I- had et the extraterrestrial on, on oh VHS. okay that's a good one um and also, they didn't have the He-Man voice actors doing the voice work. It was, you know, some other people. So, wh- was it some sort of bootleg? No, because I remember it had, like, a very official-looking uh, thing. What I imagine was that the, like, company that owned He-Man's intellectual property had some deal with the company that made the cartoons and was like, mm. ah, we can do this ourselves and cut out the middleman. Right. And, you know, these parents won't know until they got, uh, came home. And that, then they won't even really care. Uh, they, oh, believe me, my parents cared because I cared because I, I hated it. I don't think I ever watched it again. I was uh. just like so mad about it. I'm so, obviously, I'm still yeah, mad I know. about you, it. See a therapist about <laughs> you're carrying this. Uh, doesn't seem healthy, Tom. Uh, my brother, mm-hmm. as like a young teen, maybe a tween. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I forgot about. I always forget about your tween brother. <laughs> At the time, he was a tween in the '90s, in the uh-huh. early '90s. Okay. 
um, maybe even the late eighties. He, I, I didn't buy. I think he asked for for Christmas mm-hmm. some tapes of Cheers. <laughs> Uh-huh. And at the time, the, the sitcom Cheers. Yeah, they didn't sell tapes of Cheers they at the time. They did. Oh, were they but like... But they sold probably for $25 Yeah, a tape that had two episodes of Cheers on it. Yeah. And by the way, Cheers is in syndication. It's on channel 11. Every from night. From like 11, a, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. every night. Yeah, but your brother was a tween. He, was, yeah. he didn't stay up that late. I don't know. He had a TV in his room in the VCR. Oh, and he would yeah. watch, like, one of them was uh, the, that episode of uh, where Harry the Hat, played by mm-hmm. Harry Anderson, came yep. in. And uh, they had the they staged the po- poker game because somebody was uh, hustling coach. Okay. But, like... I've was, seen that he was a dummy. Exactly, he was a kind old trust, a trusting old dummy. Dummy. Um, I saw that episode mm-hmm. ten thousand times, mm-hmm. but like nowadays in the age of streaming, Tom, yeah. I got every episode of Cheers on my fingertips mm-hmm. for what nine ninety nine a month, and it comes with a bunch of other things. <laughs> yeah, um, that was like. A- I forgot about that, that that was a big thing in like uh, the 80s and 90s that they would sell episodes of TV shows and it would just be like seemingly random episodes. Yeah. They would not be. This was a good one. The one with Harry the Hat playing poker. They would not be in sequential order or anything like that because I remember uh, my dad would bring home uh, once in a while. He worked in construction mm-hmm. and apparently like a guy would come with uh, like a briefcase and just sell uh, VHS tapes, but they weren't bootlegs or if they were bootlegs, they were like very good bootlegs, like professional packaging and shrink wrapped and everything. I think it was just, I don't know, the guy probably just stole them from a store <laughs> and then went and sold them wherever he could. Yeah. But he would buy uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse tapes. Uh. And same thing, it was, you know, there were maybe two or three random episodes of Pee Wee's Playhouse on these uh, tapes. I remember the ice cream soup one, watching that one a lot. Mm. Yeah, they really... Uh, when. Yeah, Tom, I bought mm-hmm. something, uh, a bootleg off, uh, we were on a school trip to see Miss Saigon on Broadway. <laughs> How we, old were you? It's probably, uh, it's probably like 16. Okay. Because I stepped out of uh, Penn Station and somebody was selling VHS tapes. And VHS? I bought, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And I bought a VHS bootleg of the Trey Parker and Matt Stone <laughs> oh, film. Oh, Orgasmo. Orgasmo. Yeah. Yeah. But like also like- my AP I, English teacher was there, and I was like, hold on, I have to buy this <laughs> bootleg video called Orgasmo off the street. And I was like, uh, I guess Mr. Walsh didn't care. Yeah, uh, I was just, just like, like right. uh, you understand, this is very hard to find. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, I remember you having that tape uh, as a teen and, and potentially even borrowing it from you yeah. at some point. It occurs to me, I don't remember ever getting rid of that. Mm-hmm. So probably what happened was I that went into my closet at some point. Yeah, I went to college, and my mom was like, "Time to clean out Tim's room," oh and like God. found a VHS of <laughs> Orgasmo. It was just like, "What an idiot! This pervert just leaves his stuff here." <laughs> um, yeah, my mom used to. 
similarly, uh, like a, a woman would come like, remember when we lived in, uh, in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, like, uh, some bars, like a woman would come in with just like a, a shopping bag full of, uh, bootleg DVDs, bootleg yeah. DVDs. Somebody would come to her office and said so she worked in a, I was always like, get out of here. <laughs> Why aren't we buying those? They were um, first run movies. I always, well, I'll tell you why. A, I always looked at them. Yeah. I was always like curious what they had. And the thing was, like, if you asked, like, hey, you got anything like this? Like, they, they were giving you, you know, the popular stuff to sift through. But if you were like, hey, you have any uh, pornography that fits this very particular niche? Like, yeah, hold on one second. And they'll dig into a different bag and have that. <laughs> That's what I heard. That's what I saw another man do. Um, Some scoundrel. But uh, this woman would come into my mom's office and like every time this was. Yeah, this was in college. And then after college, when when uh, when we were living in Greenpoint, I would like come home and there would be all these like random bootleg DVDs that they never even watched. They like she would just buy them, I think, because they were cheap. Yeah. Uh, and I remember telling hey, her like you just like a good deal. Yeah. Well, and I remember telling her like, hey. Like, if you really want to bootleg of something, like, I can download it. Like, that's all these people are doing. But also, it's like, I don't know. My parents didn't care about, like, first-run movies. It's like, why are you buying this for $5 when, like, next month you can rent it for $4 and it won't look like shit? Yeah. And also, (laughs) hey, go out to the movies once in a while if you want to see a first-run picture. Yeah, they always complained about like, ah, oh, we haven't night. been we haven't been to the movies in so long, and it's like, well, you have two adult sons, <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah, that's, go to the uh, goddamn movies. Yeah, um, sorry, Tom, I know you wanted to keep talking about specs. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. You gotta sprinkle in a little. Uh, man, I also remember buying a bootleg DVD at uh, the the first comic convention I ever went to. And I bought this uh, DVD of this uh, uh, comic that I liked. There was like a cartoon of it, an anime. Not an anime guy. I can see the look in your yeah. eye. But there was one that I liked. I bought the the anime of it. It was like the first table I saw and they had it. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe they have it. So I buy it. And then, you know, uh, going around the floor, see that like, seven other booths are selling the same thing cheaper and with subtitles. The one I bought did not have subtitles and this piece of shit. God, this is really, it was all about the, uh, the booth placement. Yeah. And he wouldn't let me return it. Well, yeah, you can't let someone return something. But I was 12 years old. Oh, I thought this was at like Comic-Con. like. Uh... No, this is at Nassau Coliseum. Oh, uh, okay. AJ's dad took us. Oh. And uh, I was just so like, it, it, and it was one of those things where it was like, you know, uh, on, on the way out the door, my mom was like, here's $20. Like, don't spend it all in one place. I immediately spent it all there, had yeah. no other money. And was just so mad, and then would like go home and watch this, and be like, maybe it'll be all right. <laughs> I have to watch it, no just idea get what even madder because it's like I have no Man, idea what's going you on. Would, your VHS collection really <laughs> probably took some years off your life. Yeah, You've never seen somebody so angry. About I think it. I think I may have just thrown it out in in <laughs> disgust, in rage. It was a very professional looking booth. I should see if I could. 
What do you think the statute of limitations is on copyright uh, infringement? Let's see if I can track it. these guys down and get them put in jail. I don't think the guy who sold you that is still alive. He was like a young guy. I know, but they all live unhealthy <laughs> lifestyles. And anime fans? <laughs> no, or no, guys that sell anime, anime booth guys. An- anime uh, bootleg booth yeah. guys. I, I don't know. I could see that guy outliving both of us, Tim. Um, How many liters of uh, like off-brand <laughs> soda do you think he drank per uh, day? Mellow yellow or yeah. whatever. Yeah, probably a lot. Um, but yeah, th- those are my uh, my bootleg uh, video things. But I remember like all the time as a kid uh, being fascinated with the bootleg video industry in New York City. Like my dad mentioning like, oh, yeah, and I'd be like, wait, what did he have? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can you write down like all the tapes he had and I'll give you money? And he'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. It'd be like, I think it was like, it's illegal. And also, Fast like, forward to years later. Like, you don't like, want to watch the movies this way. Yeah. You know, somebody just taped it off uh, the movie screen with a handy cam or whatever. Right. That's no way to watch a film, Tom. The best way to watch a first run movie is to go to the barbershop I used to go to. <laughs> and they had bootlegs. Um, no, and you, they, they, yeah, they just play it. You, like, I, that's how I saw Doctor Strange. Mm hmm. Uh, I saw the last 15 minutes of it. <laughs> Getting a trim. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good, uh, probably cost you less than a movie ticket uh, nowadays. Yeah. Without movie tickets. And I got gone. a haircut. I think movie tickets stopped going up in price. Is that true? Um, What's it around? Like 13 bucks now? Uh, at, at Well, you're talking about the theaters. Like I'm we- going to the first movie. Um, since 2019 in a movie theater. Oh, tomorrow. I thought you were saying uh, I'm going to the first movie. I was going to say, Tim, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to run out of the theater once that train pulls into the station. <laughs> <It's> terrifying. <laughs> just, just, just close your eyes, pretend it's not happening. Um, the the places that near us, uh, Alamo and Nighthawk. I, f- I think their ticket prices are a little bit lower because they sell uh, like food, food and, drink, and alcohol yeah. and stuff. So they make it up on there. I don't think I'm going to eat food, right? I'm going to keep my mask on. I don't know. I hope nobody else is in the theater. I don't think you're going to a noon show of Nope, which came out three weeks ago, I think. Oh, I think more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, six I, weeks. I think you'll be fine. I've gone to see movies. And uh, taking my mask off to eat and drink, and it's fine. I think it's fine because like people aren't talking during the yeah, movie. People true. aren't aren't spreading stuff around. Yeah. But um, uh, I I feel like when we were kids, it was constantly ah oh, movie tickets. Oh, they're more expensive now. They're more expensive. I think they kind of hit a plateau of like, yeah. all right. <laughs> I used to go to so many movies. Yeah. Tom. And now, now he has buy VHS tapes outside Penn Station. Orgasmo. <laughs> and now I just watch this copy of Orgasmo over and over again. Uh, Tim, let's talk about what do I want to talk about? Which of these topics are all in order? You know what? Let's talk about maybe the dark side of VHS tapes. No, no, snuff films. No, no, no. Uh, nothing like that, Tim. First off, let's talk about tape rewinders. Let's talk about some of the downsides of uh, videotapes. Now, once you were done rewinding it, you might think, 
Whew, what a great movie. Time for bed. Nope, your job's not done yet. Oh, wait, once you finish watching once it. Once you finish watching it. Well, yeah. that's it. I guess I'll turn everything off, go to bed. No, no siree. Your night is not done yet. <laughs> Still got some work to do. <laughs> you got, now, I, I would argue now is, now is when the real work starts. <laughs> exactly. Because you got to take that tape out. You got to put it in the tape rewinder. You don't wait. Have... You put. You had a separate tape rewinder. Yeah, I had a separate tape rewinder. Press you the didn't. Fucking button on the VCR. What are you nuts and wear out the VCR? <laughs> Wears out the VCR. Yeah, it's moving parts, man. That's ridiculous. Why That's do a you think there notion. had to be all these VHS uh, repair people? That was the whole point of all well, two points to the tape rewinder. The first one, you got would... taken by some tape rewinder salesman, <laughs> and, 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 and it stuck with you. No, two two uh, positives. Here, oh, but... uh, I can't wear out my view. I won't be able to watch my still images of fucking <laughs> He-Man. The first one was that it saved on wear and tear. <laughs> okay. Because think about it, it's all moving parts in there. It's a motor in there. Yeah, I know. You don't want to uh, be using that yeah, motor. You probably shouldn't ever watch a movie either. <laughs> I mean, if you can don't avoid use it. the things. Well, make sure you have a nice tape cleaner you can throw in there sometimes and right. clean the heads. Hey, don't even get me started on setting the clock on these things. Am I right? All right. So the one thing was wear and tear. Wear and tear. But the second thing was, and this wasn't, I feel like, in the initial batch of tape rewinders. This was kind of like second gen and forward. These things were speed demons. I know they're speed demons. And- I respect that, uh-huh. but also it's not like you had to hold the button. You press the rewind button and walk away. No, I remember there being times where it was like, "Oh no, we have tapes to return to the video store," and the and if we don't return them in the next like you know fifteen minutes, we're gonna get charged a late well, fee. Well, then plan your fucking life better. Well, Tom. you know what? When I was like thirteen years old, damn, I really didn't do that great of a job planning things. I, so you had to hold buy a whole other device to save you thirty seconds on rewinding. Sometimes, well, Tim, that thirty seconds might have saved me an outrageous late fee. Might That's have been true. worth it. Yeah, that that VHS rewinder paid for itself in no time, okay. and it was fun. It, it rewound the tape so fast it sounded like it was gonna break them. <laughs> <laughs> which you know that's just a fun thing to experience yeah. the second uh, another part of the dark side of vhs tim uh copyright copy protection copy protection ah. because do you remember do you remember like the default copy protection that videos had or or yeah not copy protection but that there was like a little tab on the tape. I remember this on audio cassettes. Yeah. So if the tab was there, if you bought a blank cassette, it had a little plastic tab there and you could record. And if you wanted to then like co- protect that and not record over it by accident, you could just break that little plastic tab off. It was meant to be broken off. So there's some sensor in there. Yes. Okay. Now there's... Now, if you bought a tape when you bought ET from the store, it didn't have. My that. uncle bought it. Uh, okay, for when your uncle bought gift. it yeah. at the store, that didn't have that tab there in the first place. But let's say uh, desperate times call for desperate measures, and you want to tape something off the TV, you could put a piece of cellophane tape mm-hmm. over that uh, that little uh, empty space. 
And lo and behold, your video cassette recorder all of a sudden will uh, happily record over a pre-made A tape. cinematic masterpiece like E.T. Yeah. to uh, record an episode of ALF, an now, inferior alien. Now, Why would I do that? Uh, I mean, it was inadvisable because I think the way the tapes were made were maybe a little different. So I don't think... Uh, those tapes were meant to be like taped over as much. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it just, it was, you know, fine. But I feel like it was a little bit different quality tape that if you taped over a movie, it didn't like look as good. It was like maybe, you know, like the the little faint under there, the, the, the stuff that was in there in the first place. Um, but there was also something called macro vision. Whoa, that's cool. And that was it. How, makes everything bigger. Uh, uh, oh, this couch. I'm so. Oh, no. I gotta do, jump on it like a trampoline. What that did was make sure that if you rented Jurassic Park from the video store, you couldn't just copy it yourself if All you right. had two VCRs. Uh, but it's kind of fascinating how it did that. I bet it's <laughs> less fascinating to me <laughs> than it is to you. It would insert deliberate errors that TVs ignored, but recorders did not ignore. Mm. And uh, what kind of errors? It was basically like stuff that was outside of uh, like where the tape would normally uh, have important information, I guess. Mm. So it would kind of like transpose those errors. Uh, it, It would mess with like the luminance. So things would like get real dark and then real bright, real dark and real bright. So it was basically just trying to make something that was like unwatchable. Right. And and it worked for the most part. Well, I mean, for a movie like Jurassic Park, the visuals aren't that important. <laughs> um, did you ever uh, uh, like hook up two VCRs and do a, a tape to tape? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't that much of a tinkerer. Yeah. What I like to do, Tom. Yeah, you probably never even took a VCR apart. I did. I, I'm on record saying I didn't. I think I might have now that that you say it, but I don't think I like was poking around too much or like trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. This is what I I want. I rented videos and watched them. Yeah. And I taped a ton of shit off the TV. Tom. Right. I we had VHS tapes. I had I was every episode of Saturday Night Live in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I was taping every episode of Seinfeld. I got Simpsons with the original commercials. Um, probably now, all thrown out at this <laughs> point, but uh, yeah, I was taping a lot of stuff. Now let me ask you this, Tim: Did you ever set something to record? Yeah, all the time. Okay. Like when you weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, because that I remember always being like incredibly confusing. Tom, I I mastered it. Tom, can you believe something? What? The night of the Seinfeld (laughs) series finale. Uh Uh-huh. They had a freaking uh, National Honor Society induction at school. This was my reward for being a good student. I couldn't participate in the the, the zeitgeist uh, defining, the cultural defining moment of, of 1997. Wow. Yeah. Who are these people? That's my question. Exactly. Um, a lot of people didn't show up to that honor society. Yeah, probably because they were busy. Because you still got into honor society, right? Yeah. Yeah. So who gives a shit? And then the... Next year, <laughs> there was another one because, like, you got re inducted, right. I guess, when you did. 
and uh, I almost uh, you and I mm-hmm. got tickets to a Foo Fighters concert at oh. the at the Roseland Ballroom, mm-hmm. and my mom almost didn't let me go. Wow. Just because she wanted to see her little Timmy up on yeah, stage. Like, you know what? Did you get something like a medal or something yeah, like that? You, get, you have to like take an oath or something and like <laughs> well, pledge um, your allegiance Tim, to... I'm, I'm saying, did you get something to come home with? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It's a whole fucking thing. I didn't go to that one. Right. But it's like, what, are you going to make me miss uh, Seinfeld and Foo Fighters? The, two, the only two <laughs> things I actually like in this world. <laughs> yeah. And I, I w- uh, if you hadn't done that, I would have been at that Foo Fire show saying, yeah, uh, my friend couldn't be here. He's a big nerd. <laughs> yeah. Dave Grohl would have thought I was a big nerd. Yeah. He would have been like, oh, it, hey, it sounds like you need a new group of friends. How about it be us, the Foo Fighters? One time in college, Tom, uh-huh. uh, my uh, roommate, friend mm-hmm. of the show, Jeff, mm-hmm. um, went to an Andrew W.K. show mm-hmm. um, and- uh, you know, that was in his party hard era. Yeah, era. I went to one of those shows once. Um, and I really wanted to go, but I mm. had to, I had a big exam the next day. So I had to stay home and yeah, study for the exam. And cram. Cram for the old exam. And I get a call at like 11.30 p.m. from mm-hmm. Jeff, mm-hmm. drunk yeah. at the on his cellular telephone. Uh-huh. With uh, he was standing there with Andrew WK. <laughs> he had gotten backstage at Irving Plaza, which was a block away from our. Yeah. Like I probably should. And he's like, "Hey, come party with us. We're all partying." And I was like, "I can't. I gotta study." And he's like, "Hold on." And he put Andrew WK on the phone. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Yeah, you're not gonna come out and party." Yeah. Hey, you want to come out and party with me, the man famous for exactly. partying? Exactly. And you know what he told me? What? Study hard. Wow. Yeah. And that, and you uh, graduated top of your class after that, right? No, I didn't do very well. <laughs> I was the only one in like my group of friends who did not like graduate with honors. <laughs> they all got this like special thing to wear at graduation, and I was like, well, "What do you wear this for?" And they're just like, "Oh, you didn't? Oh, don't worry about it." <laughs> did Jeff get it? Even though he was out with Andrew WK, yeah, Jeff was a good, a wow. diligent student. He, Smart man. He had probably studied before then instead of the night before. Oh, yeah. This was a class that I'm sure I attended maybe 10% of the actual <laughs> classes. So uh, there were a couple of those where it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> I got to learn everything. <laughs> to learn everything by tomorrow. Time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I explained macrovision. I really want to get into that. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, digital recorders were required to uh, detect macrovision. Uh, it occurred to me while I was telling that story, maybe Jeff was pulling a prank on me, and that wasn't WK, Andrew, Andrew WK, WK at all. Nah, I'm sure it was. I don't think Andrew WK was like you know, inapproachable. Yeah. And like, uh, I'm sure, and, and Jeff isn't the kind of guy that would be too shy to like- yeah. Uh, find a way backstage and say, hi, I want you to call my friend Tim. (laughs) Um, Tim, let's get back to talking about VHS, please. So (laughs) enough about rock and roll. Get back to the specs, everybody's yelling. Uh, Of course, we all know VHS superseded by SVHS, Super VHS. They always try that. They try that with DVD also, right? And I mean, very similar where it's like, uh, SVHS is better than VHS a little bit, <laughs> like not really. Right. Um, SVHS did have a little more play in the commercial space. 
in like the professional space just because it was better than VHS, but still like pretty cheap, mm. uh, the the tapes and recorders. Uh, VHS-C, which were the little guys that you would put in. Guys. Uh, and then in a camcorder. Yeah, and then you put it in like a big shell and it would have a little motor and be like, Meow. it was like a transformer transforming a little tape into a big yeah, tape. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and then DVHS. Dumb VHS. Digital VHS, Tim. I didn't even know about this. This was digital VHS that could record in uh, 720p or 1080i. When did this come out? Uh, like oh, 90s, I want to say. Oh, okay. Um, and it could record. This is actually pretty cool. So 720p or 1080i, so HD uh, format. High definition. Yeah. Uh, what used to be considered high def now, like 1080p is considered high def, mm-hmm. uh, progressive versus interlace. Uh, but it could record four hours on one of those tapes, which is pretty cool. But you, same as the other, uh, VHS, it had like different speeds at the slowest speed. One D VHS tape could record 49 hours of content. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, if we, if they had those when we were kids, and it was like, oh yeah, you can record like, uh, you know, four seasons of The Simpsons on one tape, uh, that'd be really fun. That'd be great. That would it be fun. Would have saved me a lot of money on tapes. You were recording a lot. You were spending a lot of money uh, recording. Were you recording things off the TV? Yeah, I was always recording things yeah. off the TV. I mean, and like, I was going to say, like, oh, I do Drexel's classes. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say I never watched any of this stuff, but that's not true. I would watch uh, that stuff all the time because, again, in like the, the mid to late 90s, it's like if there's nothing on TV, guess what? There's also nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you can play video games. This or- is why we don't have any skills or real <laughs> hobbies because that's what we thought. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, you can play video games. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're in the mood for that, maybe you're not in the mood. You're in the mood to watch something. Well, you got to go rooting around and and see if you got old episodes of uh, Harry and the Hendersons that you want to uh-huh. watch or something like that. Did you know Harry and the Hendersons, uh, the guy who played Harry, was uh, the Predator? Yeah. The, the guy who played the predator, not they didn't put a predator in the Harry and the I Henderson mean, suit. Yeah, that would have been difficult. Uh, Tragically, been he a, died a, young. Did he? Yeah, he died while they were making the TV show. Yeah, not it was the not same like guy? while they were making. He didn't die on camera, uh, but yeah, it was the same guy. Huh? Yeah, interesting. Probably the only cast member that crossed over. Yeah, probably, and the, arguably the most important. Inarguably, I would say. <laughs> Uh, that TV show. So was that a syndicated TV show? I think it was. <sighs> Maybe. Yeah, I remember it being like a weird, like, oh, they made a TV show. <laughs> it's like, oh, TV? anything that, like, it's regular time slot was um, on network television, but Saturday afternoon at 3.30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, this isn't. This isn't a real TV show. <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly sure why that is, but, but uh, it doesn't pass the smell test. <laughs> Something's up here. If you like the show, you can find out more by going to tcgte.com. Uh, you can find all of our social media links and stuff. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. I'm back, baby. Hey, check out uh, patreon.com slash complete guide for books, the podcast. Tim, tell them what, uh, what books we're covering this week. We're covering a number of books. Wow. Um, children's books, baby books that baby I've been books. reading to my son. Look. 
they're books that my son really enjoys. Tom, mm-hmm. I think you'll like them too. You okay. guys get along, right? Yeah. I mean, you've had you your did differences. Snub yeah, me that yeah, one exactly. time, and he I apologized. Wasn't... He made it right. Good belly aching. Uh, and also check out tcgt.com slash live for uh, our live shows coming up in London. If you're on the fence, come. Get we're off going, the we're, fence. We're going all the way to goddamn London. Please come. It'll be fun. Uh, or buy a live stream ticket for yeah. the Saturday show. It should be fun regardless. And it's going to be like a very professional uh, video stream is my yeah. understanding. So it should be nice. It's going to be just like watching. Uh, I see some people. It's going to be watching what? Like watching an episode of Seinfeld? I was going to say uh, Susan Kane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the Passion of the Christ. <laughs> Tom, uh, I, see, I see some chatter on the it's Discord. you like watching Apocalypto. <laughs> uh, there's some chatter on the Discord, people talking about the uh, the live stream. And this uh-huh. one guy's like, oh, I, I might be busy. Right. Guess what? Cancel. Either cancel or buy a ticket. You can watch it. Yeah. For, for the next seven days. Yeah. No reason not to. Yeah. And if you're on the Discord, in the Patreon only section of the. Just do it. <laughs> All right. Well, now that Tim's done bullying a specific person, uh, Tim, let me tell you about taking VCRs apart because I remember, I, I still don't really understand what happened. I should ask my mom. But I just remember one. <laughs> I forgot that you didn't. Uh, I don't. Okay, sorry. Well, luckily, <laughs> I didn't. Um, one day, my mom, when I was like a teenager, was just like, you know, get in the car. Uh, we're gonna, you're gonna get a VCR. <laughs> wow. And it was. It must have been somebody who maybe like didn't pay their bill at her office or something. What do? I think VCRs held uh, some sort of. Uh, place in your home where like we had a vcr and like we didn't talk about it <laughs> we used it <laughs> we weren't worried about <laughs> uh, burning out the motor <laughs> we were like uh hey guess what like it's an event when we get a vcr well i remember having don't even talk to me about top loading or oh loading. I, yeah the top loadings kind of went away yeah. but those were cool but i think it was mostly like the first VCR my parents got, like I looked at how much VCRs were back then. And it was in today's dollars, anywhere between a thousand to $1,500. Wow. Okay. So like, not not a small chunk of change. And like, I remember times where it's like the VCR is in the shop. Like it it needs to be repaired. Right. We Uh, wound too much. That's why we bought the goddamn rewinder, Tommy. And I think, no, I think it was after that, that we got the rewinder because it was like, all right, this will save on the wear and tear because it was like the motor needed to be replaced. And it was a weird thing. I mean, you remember in town, there was like a TV VCR repair shop. Yeah. And that was like a common thing because it was like, oh, yeah, these See, things. I don't remember my family ever stepping foot in that place. I remember going in there. I remember going in there for TV, too. Huh. Because like. Maybe I, we just bought more durable equipment. <laughs> I think a lot of the stuff back then, they just had like parts. That it was like, oh, yeah, that part will burn out. Yeah. Uh, I was. Re- yeah, I was reading something about like. That there were these parts and like you know on VHS tapes some of it's clear yeah uh the reason why is that 
tells the VCR like the tape's done basically. Mm. And the way it does that is there's a part that just shines a light at the at the tape and a sensor on the other side that can't see the light until the tape's clear. Right. But like those bulbs would burn. Yeah, they were burn incandescent out. bulbs. Like <laughs> they right. would burn out. Uh but anyway, I just remember this one time I wasn't even in the market for a VCR. Oh, I also was going to say, I remember like the VCR, the first VCR we had. <laughs> this is going to be a long story. It was so goddamn complicated. It had so many buttons. It was like, what do all these things do? Because uh, I think, you, you know, you could like record one thing while you were watching something else. But I don't know. I think like one time we successfully figured out how to do that. Yeah. Um, Wait, recording something while watching something else? Yeah. Tom. Not only did that we got not have easier to fucking, later, uh, like bring our VCR to the shop or like treat it like, <laughs> to, like it was made out of like uh, porcelain or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was getting so much more use out of it than you. You were recording. I was watching the on... Drew Carey show while, while uh, recording Mad About You. Well, I remember later, like the second VCR we had. It it things were like way easier to yeah. to do that record something else, but also to like set a timer to record something. The first one, the I just remember that the front of the VCR had I would say about a hundred buttons on it, <laughs> and like little tiny like you would have to like use your fingernail to hit the yeah. buttons because they were so small. But anyway, my mom uh, was like, uh, we're going to go to this guy's house. He fixes VCRs. Hmm. He went to this guy's house that fixed VCRs. And he uh, had a house that looked just like uh, our friend Matt Nardi's house. So I was hmm. like, oh, I know this kind of house. I know the layout here, <laughs> split level. And uh, he just had all these uh, VCRs. And he was like, yeah, pick one. And I, I was like, oh, well, what, <laughs> okay, <laughs> which ones are good? And I think he, he like threw out some. We still had to pay for it, but like it was like twenty bucks or something. Fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, no, no, they were just old. Oh. And then he bought them broken and repaired them, and then sold them. And I got one with like wood paneling on it. That was pretty nice. cool. And you took it apart. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I was that going to be the end no, of the no, story? Did I you used forget? It. I used it, but did you forget that you were talking about taking it apart? All I, well, if you'd let me finish, I used it, but <laughs> you I don't wrapped think he, up the story. He didn't do a good job fixing it, and I had to take it apart all the time mm-hmm. to, like, you know, clear gunk out and get it working better. It's that was the whole story yeah. about taking it apart. Well, what, what more do you want out of it? You told me that there was a lot going on in there. Yeah, there was, was a lot. Get... I had to go to this guy's house. This is not the the story I was expecting, and I was dreading hearing the story the whole time. Oh, yeah. See, I can't win. Yeah, I know. You're draining the story, and then I tell you a short story that's a lot of fun, and you don't like it that either. Fun. There was a, it was a road trip story. <laughs> yeah. Matt Nardi's house <laughs> appeared. It was like the next town over. It wasn't that long of a yeah. trip. Well, but it was just weird. I just remember being like, why are we going in a person's house? I don't like this. Was like, Mom, no, this, is, this isn't a store. You can't buy things in here. Well, but you could. Yeah. Your friend stole some stuff. They didn't steal it. Uh, stole some did, wood did a paneled VCR. Bad job putting it together. It was a good VCR. I did have a VCR 
That was a VCR I would use to tape real sex in the basement. (laughs) Get in the car, Tommy. We're gonna, we're gonna uh, go get a VCR so you could tape weird. It wasn't wasn't pitched to me that way, but it was immediately what I started thinking about. Um, Wait, what was I starting to say? Uh, I don't know something about uh, the creepy things you would record. No, 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 no. Uh, I had a VCR. Mm-hmm. That uh, the wear and tear got to it. Oh, maybe you should use a rewinder. <laughs> Guess what, Tom? Uh, Some was... of the nice rewinders also had fast forwarders on them. <laughs> it was also in case you wanted to. Just yeah, because like... sometimes you were like, oh, I know it's like halfway through the tape. Let me not burn out my VCR. Let me use the fast forwarder rewinder. Well, anyway, this was like, we also had a DVD player. Remember that weird crossover time between like yeah, where, when where you could buy Blockbuster a had. Yeah. No, it wasn't a duel. Like we had oh, okay. a DVD player. But, but just the two formats were both Yeah, and like out, Blockbuster yeah. was like, all right, well, right you a vhs or we'll rent you a dvd yeah and uh nightmare for them yeah and my vhs player Mm -hmm. um got to a point where like it was only playing things or it was intermittently like turning everything black and white instead of color yeah it sounds like the motor burnt out maybe um but i came home one night from a date oh um with my girlfriend at Mm -hmm. the time and i don't know i think i was a little Drunk? <laughs> I think maybe we got drunk. Okay. But I was like probably sounds, underage. Sounds like a high school date. Yeah. And my family was there watching Memento. Uh-huh. And there was a part in black and white. I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Parts, yeah. But part. I was just like, oh, the VCR's acting up. Here's how you put it in color. And like it was like a very like uh, dramatic part. And your part. parents were like, why do you smell like peach schnapps? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like going over to the VCR, like hitting it. Be like, if you hit it in this way, it turns back to color. And they're like, no, this part's in fucking black and white. <laughs> You're like, they send you to rehab after that. <laughs> yeah, I ruined it. And then they were just like, just get out of here. And I was like, all right. Yeah, were you nuts? We're going to have to uh, get this VCR repair to keep hitting <laughs> yeah, it like that. Whatever. And, and you know, this, drunk. we're going to go make out on the porch anyway. You know, this family is against getting a rewinder. <laughs> And we'll deal with the content. We're we're too proud to. to yeah, hit. well, they didn't count yeah. on their son coming home drunk one night and beating the VCR to change from black and white to color. Turning a black and white movie. All right. uh, we'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast. Something happened. Something absolutely happened to that poor woman. There's just too many little signs for it not to be buzzy. Or what is he calling himself now? Lyle? Lyle. That's a trip, man. My name's Miles Fletcher. I'm a radio journalist who spent the last five years investigating a missing persons case. It all started in October 2017, when Francis Meyer, a Stanford-educated viticulturalist and a sommelier at the French Laundry, went missing in Napa Valley. Everyone thinks she was killed. He's got a serious temper. Francis's boyfriend, Lyle Lamond, is a rising star in the wine world, who some liken to the Guy Fieri of wine. I want to serve my wine at Target, in Ubers, and I want Uber drivers drinking exclusively my wine. He was the last person to see Francis alive. And it turns out, he isn't who he says he is. He ain't no damn Lyle. 
He's a scoundrel and a dog! I only know all of this because a guy from a tiny town in Louisiana named Jeffers Tatum Trench contacts me out of the blue, telling me he was Lyle's best friend, until they had a falling out. Are you gonna help me catch this rat bastard or not? So I set out for answers all across the country. Get the fuck out of here. There's the door. If you know what's good for you, leave. Corked is a four-part limited series premiering August 16th from HeadGum Studios, starring Anthony Gio, Whitmer Thomas, John Gabris, Mary Holland, Dan Klein, Betsy Sodaro, Lou Wilson, Allie Beardsley, Natalie Palomides, and Josh Rubin. Subscribe to Corked on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be on the lookout for new episodes every Tuesday through September 6th. If I see Buzzy Baldanza again, I'll kill him.